I don't know. I had it leaning up here. Somebody, somebody was being overly fastidious. I had, the, I had our, our wonderful rummage sale sign. Oh, Phyllis! You're guilty. The weird preacher. May I? Thank you. Huh? Carl, you were right, man. She's she's in trouble. Okay, all of that so I can ask you an important question. Did you miss the rummage sale? Okay, because there are a few things left. All right, the prices double. And if you open a box, you also take the responsibility of delivering that box to Goodwill. Or take the whole box home, okay? At at um, at uh, Sunday coffee with 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 Mike, we were we were talking talking this morning, and, and a number of people asked the question, "Well, on the last day, are you going to have a five dollar bag?" And I said, "I I hope that your answer was no, because." We charged double the last day. I mean, and y'all had good stuff. I mean, I took home a Pierre Cardin suit. No brag, just fact. I don't know how it stayed on the rack that long. Must have been a God thing, eh? <laughs> uh, so glad you're here. I'm going to gang up on, uh, on the Reverend Bill. Bill, take off your tie. Please. Please. He's, set, he's setting a bad precedent for me. I'll wear, I'll wear a collar, but I'm past wearing ties. Oh. <laughs> when was the last time you had this kind of fight over you? <laughs> Jan, no more ties. Okay, I'll shut up. Announcements. Why don't you go ahead Good morning. And welcome to this happy family. Um, Luann has an announcement here that we'd like to give her a chance. I actually, I actually have a few. So, um, 
Lisa's husband, Dale, is coming this morning with his truck and trailer to load everything to go to Goodwill if it's not pouring rain. Um, so she'd like to know if there'd be some people here to help to get that loaded up. Um, the other... Today after church. Um, the meal train for Paul and Wilda, um, they need people for September and October, and the link is out in the narthex on the window. It's a QR code that you can um, the take. The phone a, thing. It's a phone thing. You might have to teach some of us how to do that. And I can do that, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, the other thing I wanted to let all of you know is as of the deposit yesterday, the rummage sale made $6,839. Woo! Yes. Uh, just want to let everyone know that the Sanctuary Choir will be starting up uh, Sunday, September 11th. We'll just meet here Sunday morning. We'll work on a hymn to sing that Sunday, and then we'll discuss when we're going to have our rehearsals. Uh, bell Choir, um, again, I'm in a golf league until like the end of October on Thursday nights. So I'll have a, a meeting with the Bell Choir after church on the 11th. Find out if there's another day we can meet, you know, until my golf league's over, um, or if we just want to wait until and just start up first of November. Well, we'll we'll meet and talk. Um, <laughs> and for those of you kids that I promised the kids' bell choir, I'm going to do everything I can to to start that up, and we'll meet like right after church. We'll probably start like the uh, 18th. You know, not, not the first Sunday the choir sings, but, you know, so I can get another reminder out. So hopefully we can have a few kids to show up for that. Thank you. Kim? Rope. Can I ask you to lose your tie? No, but I'll lose it. Thank you. First, I'd just like to say I, I do apologize. We were going to have the men's breakfast uh, yesterday, which, of course, we had the rummage sale, and I utterly forgot. So we canceled the men's breakfast. But we are having another men's breakfast next month, imagine that, on the second Saturday, so September 10th. And if you would like to attend, you are most definitely welcome. If you would like to come and help cook, we most certainly will not turn you away. And just let me know, and I'll even put you in my phone to, to call you. Um, the what I gave you for the rummage sale, that was rummage sale and bake sale together, that 6,800, so. I'd like to uh, remind everybody that Safe Haven is starting again. It is a program that I teach. It will be on August 28th after church. You can go into coffee hour and then come back in the sanctuary. If you have not had, well, we haven't had a Safe Haven program for four years. So it's required every three years, so anyone that's taken Safe Haven before needs to take it again. This program is to uh, safely have the children at church. It 
safely has you knowing what to do when you're teaching them and also the church. It's uh, Safe Havens the Church. This program lasts about an hour. Uh, there's um, things you'll learn. There's a background check if you're gonna work with the children. Everyone's invited because most of the time, there is a time you're gonna be working with the children. Also, uh, September 11th is the first day of Sunday school. So we will have a table out that day for registration. The registration is uh, just information on the child that we know who to contact, if they have allergies, or anything like that. So September 11th, first day of Sunday school, August 28th, after church, come to the Safe Haven program. Thank you. And I'd just like to say thank you to all the people that put a, an incredible amount of hours in for the rummage sale and bake sale. It just amazing how it all came about and also the cleanup, the place was completely spotless by six o'clock, so in two hours, everything was done and cleaned up. So just amazing the teamwork that was done here with everybody before, during, and after on it. So everybody should be really proud of that. Well, and let me just say that- Amen. Yeah. Our two major leaders are not here today, so we've got to really They're tell exhausted. them thank you. Pardon? They're exhausted. <laughs> they already had other plans for today. But um, um, they've asked me to announce that we will have a booth at the Fall Festival, September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Our intent is to be a presence in the community. We will set up a booth Thursday night and give away a pamphlet about the church, Bibles, water bottles, rubber encouragement bracelets, and also prayer bead kits will not be selling anything. If you are comfortable with praying with others out loud, we would also love to offer praying with folks. There's a sign-up sheet in the narthex. Please sign up for two-hour increments. Ideally, we'll have two to three people in the booth at all times. The festival hours are Friday, Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 to 5. So that's going to take quite a few people, but... Um, you'll be sitting most of the time, so hopefully everyone will be able to help. Also, um, if it rains, Lisa's husband is not going to come and get, obviously, but we don't know how much he will be able to come and pick up, even if he does. So Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., we're going to get load up the rest, whatever is left of the rummage, and take it to Goodwill, so we could use drivers for that also. Also, our Sunday mornings with Mike Coffee Bible Study, uh, we're going to start, start meeting at 9.30, so that we'll be done by 10.30, which will help when choir starts back up. It also will help with everybody being able to get out and um, greet people as they come, and also will help when Martha is better to be able, so she can go to Bible study and still get up and play. And by the way, she's doing marvelous. She's doing marvelous. So Still pain. You know, she had a horrible thing done to her, but she's doing great. Then you have other announcements in your bulletin. Please read those. Would you all please stand and say the call to worship with me? 
It is good to give thanks to God and to share Share things things which deepen our attitude. Let our worship be a time in which God may know our thankful hearts. And let us live thankfully so that others may see what God has done for us. Please join us with hymn 92 for the beauty of the earth. with a smile and a kind word before sitting down. <laughs> no, I don't cut it. Oh, no, I'm it. Love you. Love you too. Thank you for letting me pick on you. Uh, hey, sorry I had to split early last week, but I had an appointment at 12.30, so I had to go. Yes, sir. Kim? God bless you. No problem. Well, I hate to have to do that. 
<laughs> wow, you got quiet real quick. Please do take the moment to look at the announcements um, and also um, look at um, those we need to remember in prayer. Have some additions. Um, I'm going to start with the D Stephen Davis family. Um, Stephen was killed in a farm-related truck accident this week. Some of you may have heard the news. He was driving a load of fertilizer and the truck went off the road and when he was taken from the cab he was already dead. So do keep him and his family in your prayers. And folk, We are country. Our neighbors work the fields. We work the fields. It's the most dangerous time of year. Let's pray for each other. Let's pray for each other. Continue to remember Martha. Continue to remember Bob uh, Schwarzenberger, who's having a heart valve replacement. And uh, forgive me for smiling. The prayer request was made at the Roman Stale. <laughs> I think that's cool. Remember Tracy Young, who has terminal cancer, and all of the family needs our prayers. Are there others, any joys? Yes. Yes! Yes! Others? I got a joy. Um, in about 10 days, part of our gospel choir is going to Europe. Uh, we're singing, We've, we have four formal concerts already scheduled. And we have several informal concerts scheduled, so we're going to go over and sing for the Lord and uh, treat those Europeans to some gospel music because they don't have anything like it over there. Amen. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know because some of you were at the rummage sale when I was putting together several things this week. Um, we had Rick's 70th birthday party yesterday. It, he was totally surprised. He yes. didn't even put things together when his brother-in-law showed up at 11 o'clock and the party wasn't till 2. Um, but we had a really good time and he was totally surprised and we had fun. Thanks. Hey, excellent. Yes. Others? Let's pray, shall we? Blessed Jesus, just thanks. This morning, 
Sunday morning coffee, we were talking about how you never turned down a dinner invitation and you never turned down an invitation to a party. You could be totally serious, but you also knew how to have fun. We have joys. We have joys, Lord Jesus. And we share them with you and with each other. We might be a little too restrained so we don't do our happy dance. But, oh, Lord, thank you. We're happy because you have blessed us. You've blessed us, oh, Lord, in our working together. You've blessed us in our families. And you have blessed us personally with healing, with opportunity, with just time to relax. Thank you. And Lord Jesus, we have needs. We have grief. We have lost friends, neighbors, family members. Some of the losses are because it's the time of year that people are back in the fields very intensively. It's a dangerous time. There are some of us, Lord Jesus, that we're needing a healing touch. You are the great physician. One of the things that you made real in your ministry was the reality that in the kingdom of God there will be no sick people. Touch us with the blessedness of the kingdom of God in our here and now. Oh Lord, this has been a week where things have happened that simply have not been good. There's been a spat of domestic violence. Sadly, people have died. People are struggling with their finances. People are struggling to get food and clothes. People are struggling to just put gas in their cars. Doesn't make any difference who's to blame. Blessed Jesus, see the need. Help us to somehow be the answer to someone else's prayer as we go through our life. And we ask that you answer our prayers. Lord, 
Lord Jesus, you taught us to pray. And you taught us to pray that your kingdom would come. We join our voices together in those words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment for silent prayers and listen to God in silence? Our Lord speaks. Let us listen. Amen. Please stand as you're able. The Lord be with you. And, and also, also with, with you. you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them, them up to the Lord. Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord. It is good, good for us to, to do, do so. so. We, we thank, thank you, our, our friend, friend and our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of your tender grace, you have not left us wholly alone or comfortless in our distress. We thank you, Lord. In the night of our ignorance and foolishness, you have sent down the glory of your wisdom. You shine abroad the light. You send us the truth and love that by your Holy Spirit we thank you, Lord, in so many wondrous ways. You visit us with courage, strength, and endless tenderness each and every day. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Kim, do you have an anthem? Yep. You may be seated.
Come, please. Sit on the floor. What's your preference? You'll do the chair? My apologies to you. The prayer list is expanding. That's what the dings are about. This is why you, you're not supposed to have your phone in church. <laughs> So how are you? Are you okay? 
pretty bored? It's okay to be honest. Now, I'm, I'm going to do something kind of at your expense, okay? I'm going to talk to the big people for just a little minute, okay? There's something up here, all right, that normally isn't up here. You're going to have more than one sermon this morning. You know you, 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 you'd get more than one sermon anyway. Okay. But this particular sermon is a sermon without words. Okay. Now, you big people mostly know what this is. And it's, it's referred to, or something like it is referred to in Scripture. What's the sermon? And now I'm going to be really bad because I don't think you know what that is, do you? Very close. Okay, this one happens to be one that went on the necks of either oxen or horses or mules to pull wagons. And what I'm going to do that's really bad is I'm going to ask you to ask a big person in your life to tell you all about it. Okay? I know I'm being horrible. Okay? Well, oh, thank you. You are so kind to me. You are so very kind to me. I appreciate that so much. Thank you, thank you. Would you hold my frog? Okay. Do you... Does everybody know about dinosaurs? Yeah. Dinosaurs are old, right? Yeah. You know about dinosaurs? You know about T-Rex? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You know, let's see. There's T-Rex, and what's the one that's got the big horns and the one that sticks out his nose? Like a rhinoceros, only it's a dinosaur. Triceratops. How cool is that? You know that? Yeah. Which dinosaurs do you know? You know T-Rex? You know what a perdectile is? There's something flying around. They're the ones that fly. They're the ones that fly. But you know... We often talk about dinosaurs and finding dinosaur bones. Uh, I was someplace, oh, a couple hundred miles from here, and I was walking through a dry riverbed, and I found this. Okay? Kind of looks like a tooth, doesn't it? 
No, it's not. It looks like one, but it's not one. It looks like a T-Rex bone. It's probably older than a T-Rex bone. A T-Rex tooth. Well, it's probably older than dinosaurs. Okay? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Plural. This is a fossil of a shellfish. Like a snail or an oyster. Okay. And what happened was my apologies to you. You know, this is good because you ever wonder how the prayer chain works? This is how the prayer chain works. Okay? This is how the prayer chain works. And I think it's just ever so cool. All right? But I got to turn off all the noise so that I can talk and keep my wits about me. So... There was an actual live thing that lived in that. That's what's left of its shell. And it's probably older than dinosaurs. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah? It's also heavy. Yeah, it's also heavy. Do you see that? Okay. That's the shell of something that lived forever ago. Can you see the shell markings in it? Yeah. Okay. Not everything in the past or in the present is big. Some things are really small. And some things are big. And some things are big. Okay? Some things are big. But still important. And some things are small. And some things are small. Now, compared to me, you're small. Okay? Do you think I'm important? Yeah? Do you think I'm important because I'm big? No? Okay. You think I'm important? You're kind. Thank you. Okay. Am, am I important because I'm big? No? What do you think? You're, <laughs> you're, oh, you're the person that helped me. The, I couldn't get in my office. <laughs> Okay, guess who helped me? I did. Yay! <laughs> okay. It was too easy. It was too easy. Then how come I couldn't do it? Yeah, good. 
you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I know. It. There you go. Okay. You know what you're doing sometimes. You're able to help. You're able to do good. Well, you're important. Right. Yesterday, I helped my grandma by opening the door. Yeah. You did good. You did good. And see, the message that Jesus brought is for us to love one another and do good. Every time we do that, we are totally important. Because what we're doing is we're bringing a little bit of the kingdom of God where people can experience it, feel it, touch it, recognize it. Sometimes it's something pretty simple. Remember the last time you were really sad? Remember the last time you were all by yourself and really sad? What helped the most? Was it when somebody showed up and said, hey, you're not by yourself anymore? Did that help? No? Well. Sometimes yes, sometimes no? Both. Both. And that's fair. That's fair. Okay? Now, I'm going to apologize to you. It wasn't a trick question, but it was a question that could have been answered both ways. Sometimes just having somebody with us helps. A lot of it depends on who it is. Okay? And what Jesus asked us to do is be the kind of person that when we're with other people, we help because we remind them that they're not alone and that they're important. Okay? Sometimes that's not the easiest thing to do. Now, I have not established that what I most often do or have done in the past. I'm going to ask us to stand and hold hands. That's mm -hmm. weird. Can we do that? Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's all right. It connects us. Okay? We're connected. Okay? And now, let's connect to Jesus. Blessed Jesus, connect with us. And help us, O oh Lord, to connect with others in ways that help them know they're not alone that not only do we care about them, but you care about them and you love them. Oh Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. Thank you. Now, now for the really important part. <laughs> Too many choices. Now I'm going to gang up on the...
big people. Okay. world's not always easy for you to deal with. You turn the TV on, you don't like what you see. It upsets you. Sometimes it outright scares you. Guess who's also watching the TV? Sometimes, sometimes the, the violence in, in the games is nothing compared to the violence in the evening news. Let's not kid ourselves that the children don't understand. Don't, kid, don't let's kid ourselves that the children aren't watching us and see how scared we are, how worried we are, how deep our questions go. And sometimes our best gift to the children is a hug that says, I love you. Don't worry about it. You're safe here. You're a grandparent or a parent. If you're a grandparent, okay, the grandkids listen to you more than they listen to their parents. <laughs> and ladies, I'm going to gang up on you the most. You know the greatest gift that you can give your granddaughter? It's the model of your self-respect. It's the model of your self-respect. Now we'll take an offering.
of Jesus. When you came out of the wilderness, the first words out of your mouth was, turn your life around, the kingdom of God's within reach. Oh Lord, you've blessed us in so many ways. And from those blessings we give back to you. Take our gifts, take us. Help us, O oh Lord, to somehow be proof that the kingdom of God is at hand. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our hymn of preparation is number 139.
sweetly sung, you may be seated. The scripture for this morning is taken from the letter to the Ephesians. Be reading from chapter 4. That is not the way you learned Christ. For surely you have heard about him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to clothe yourself with a new self created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So then putting away falsehood, let us all speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not let sin overtake you. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing, rather than rather let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those that hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you are marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm going to be horrible yet again. I'm going to talk to you about my vacation. Sometimes it's good to get back to our roots. It's not something we often do. Thankfully, I recently had the chance to do just that. For me, family reunion time is that chance. It wasn't simply spending time with the family. It wasn't just sharing family stories. It wasn't all swapping old family photos that have been found in old albums in the bottom of drawers, up in some attic or down in some basement. It was a time to make at least a brief visit into the mountains where my family had lived for generations. I try to get to Caves Cove for at least a couple of hours during reunion weekend. The cove preserves what little is left of how mountain people used to live. My mother's family originally had a homestead not far from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Dolly Wood sets on part of the old homestead. The only thing left of mountain life in the area is the cabin 
that Dolly Parton grew up in. She had it moved to Dollywood. Okay? Sadly, now that side of the mountain's all tourist trap. Cades Cove is in the Smoky Mountain National Park. It's a historic preserve. Yes, there are tourists. However, the cabins, outbuildings, churches, and schools were built by the pioneer settlers, and they're still there. The wooden rail fences still border some of the fields, and it allows, at least me, a bit of a trip back in time. Because Cades Cove is in the Smoky Mountain National Park, there's no electricity coming in across power lines. The Park Service does run a few generators, but that's all. Cell phone service is terrible. Yes. So the cove is a good place to be. And my trips to the cove aren't just a sentimental journey. They're reminders of the people and the way of life that have made me who I am. Some of what I recall is good and beautiful. Some is bad, evil, and just ugly. What I recall is about the hopes and dreams and strength that kept people going in a life that was simpler but was not easy. It's a journey that includes human frailties, weakness, sins, that poisoned some of the hopes and dreams. The trips to the cove are reminders of what I have learned from my ancestors. And it's a reminder of how much in my life is very far from what I have learned. Sometimes it's good to get back to our roots as Christians as well. It's good to ask ourselves, as the letter of the Ephesians asks, what have you learned of Christ? It's good to ask ourselves, has what we've learned of Christ made a change of our hearts, our minds, our actions? My little trip to the cove, okay, is not something huge. It's just reminders. Guys, how many of you have a pocket knife? Thank you. Notice how few there are? I used to carry one, but then I had occasion to start going to hospitals and courthouses where they make you empty your pockets. Did you? Oh man. Hey. Yes. Okay. A pocket knife may not seem like a big deal. I was talking to one of my cousins and I said, you know, my grandfather taught taught me one of the ways to deal with stress was to get myself a piece of cedar wood, take out my pocket knife, and just whittle. Not necessarily making anything, just 
curling wood. Just curling wood. And my cousin said, he never did that with me. And I thought, how sad. How sad. The world had changed that much in just 10 years. That our grandfather couldn't find the time to show my cousin. And he taught, he taught me wrong. I still do this. I still cut toward myself. That's right, Bill. Shake your head. <laughs> That's right. More than once. <laughs> More than once. But it's little things. Okay? And one of the things that, that I will say in regard to the children, okay, and the grandchildren, they don't know how you got to be you. When we were growing up, the world was not all sweetness and light. With God's help, we made it. One of the things we can do to help the kids is let them know that. Just let them know that. Christians have always been a minority. There's always been more people who aren't followers of Jesus than who are. The influence of the majority has always weighed heavily on Christians. The pressure, the temptations have always been to live more like the people around us and less like Jesus. It's always been there. The Christians at Ephesus were no exception. They were surrounded by a society that was extremely different than everything Jesus taught and lived. Society then was all about me and what I can get for me. The gods that the people worshipped, okay, people made sacrifices to them so that the gods would be generous. Okay, harvest is coming up. The farmers would be making sacrifices to the fertility gods so that the harvest would be good. It was all about making the gods letting me have my way. Religion was all about temples, idols, and fertility. Religion included human sacrifices and prostitution of both sexes. Religion was about getting full, getting drunk, and getting laid. Sorry, I know we're in church, but it was the truth. Have things changed? The letter describes, okay, religion didn't care much about how people treated people. Often people 
could get away with murder, literally. It only cared about offerings of all kinds to the gods. Sometimes the murders were sacrificing even children to the gods. The letter describes the people of Ephesus this way. I'm telling you God's truth. Stop living like stupid heathen people. Their minds are in the dark and they are stubborn and ignorant and have missed out on the life that comes from God. They no longer have any feelings about what is right and they are so greedy and they do all kinds of indecent things. Hmm. And we complain about our world. What you learned of Christ. Being like the people around them was not what the Christians at Ephesus had learned about our Lord Jesus Christ. Somehow they had drifted from what they had learned. They weren't letting what they had been taught change their beliefs, change their thoughts, change their feelings, or change their actions. The letter says, just stop it. Stop it right now. The letter says, change yourselves. Get rid of your old self like you would tattered, useless, old clothes. Let the Holy Spirit give you a radical makeover. Put on a new self that looks more like God and that shows how new you are by how you treat your first, how you treat yourself, and then how you treat others. We forget, you know, Jesus taught, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So what kind of deal is your neighbor going to get if you don't love yourself? We don't think in those terms, do we? The new self is all about right relationships with others and with God. And you know how you can tell a right relationship has nothing to do with correctness. It has no, nothing to do with fulfilling a particular law. has to do with love and compassion and doing no harm. The new self is honest, especially with and about other Christians. 
we are as tightly and intimately connected to each other as the pieces of our body are connected. To be healthy, we as Christians need to be true and have a true, clear connection with each other. We are not to steal from one another or defraud from one another. We're not to take unfair advantage of each other. We're not to bully one another. Had a conversation last night with a man who happens to be a disaffected Catholic. And I've been going to Mass, Mike. Priest turned me away from communion because I didn't give enough money. What else are you about in your life? Well, my wife teaches Arabic-speaking kids English as a second language. I work twice a week feeding hungry poor people. Oh. Don't let me, don't let any pastor, any priest get between you and Jesus. You hear me now? We won't always agree, and that's fine. You've already heard me say it. When you look in the mirror in the morning, you don't see my face. If you do, you've got more problems than disagreeing with me. The letter admits that we Christians get exasperated and angry with each other. However, the letter says, don't use that for an excuse to sin. What is sin? Okay. Literally, sin is missing the target. It's an ancient archery term. From back in the days when the target moved. It wasn't red and white circles stuck in the ground somewhere. Most often it was a bag hanging from a rope on a tree limb swinging. And the person who was shooting at it was on a horse. miss the target, you sinned. Hmm. Puts things in different perspective, doesn't it? The Ephesians letter says, put a lid on it. Don't let the exasperation, the anger last a day. We fail not only each other, but we give the devil, the arch enemy of good in every form, a chance to do his work. We Christians are to do what so many in our society fail to do. We are to watch our mouths. What we say as Christians is to be a divine influence. 
on others that builds them up rather than tears them down. The letter gives a list of things that we need to get rid of. We need to let the Holy Spirit lift them out of our lives. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor. That's uproar. I know people that the way they pass the time is they start an uproar. No. Just no. Evil speaking and all malice. These are all useless baggage. Next Sunday, we're going to do backpacks. Okay? The backpacks will have school supplies. They'll go to the kids. Everybody has a backpack, whether we admit it or not. What are you carrying in yours? Is it stuff that you don't need? Is it stuff you don't want? Is it stuff that was given to you by previous generations? What we are to be is kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Is the way we live other than what we learned of Christ? Don't tell me, tell yourself. It's an important question. The answers we give to it will help us understand lots of things about ourselves. It will help us understand about our relationship with others and about our relationship to God. It's easiest to go along with the crowd. There's always more of them than there are of us. The real joy, happiness, and peace in our lives comes from when we follow Jesus. Can I get an amen? And a thank God he's done. Our closing hymn is number 474.
Would you join me in the benediction? May our Lord Jesus Christ be near us to defend us, within us to refresh us, around us to preserve us, before us to guide us, behind us to justify us, above us to bless us, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Ghost, God forevermore. Amen. 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 In the words of John Wesley, I let you loose on the great continent of America. Publish your message in the open face of the sun and do all the good you can. Amen. Mike. Yes, sir. Ma'am. Can I share the prayer chain? Yes. Trent Langdon had a stroke this morning and was airlifted down to the hospital. And um, Carrie's mom's been having a series of mini strokes. That's why the list was so active this morning. Yes. Okay, yes. I, didn't, I wasn't getting details. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, so um, please pray for them. It, they're just having a really tough year, and this is just yeah. added to it. Yeah. So. And there is coffee.